0: Okay, what's up y'all and welcome to another episode of hanging out forever with your host asia and grant Yay. Yeah, grazia grazia otherwise mm-hmm. known as our celebrity name grazia. as grazia. You might have heard of us
1: mm-hmm. You might have heard of us grazia <laughs> but um Yeah, how are you doing, baby?
0: I just like you a lot. I love you. Okay That's the end of this. That's episode. the
1: end. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, I love you, baby um I think that uh, we've been pretty busy.
0: We have been so busy. Mm -hmm. And I think what I really like about us having been so busy is that we're still making time to connect in little ways. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. A lot of people don't take the time to connect in just those little ways that make your partner feel seen or sexy or loved or valued. Yeah. you know me, I'm like trying to keep my head above water. I'm like doggy paddling like this. That's not true. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at handling all the pressure. Yeah. But it has been a lot to wade through. Um, I'm directing a movie.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm directing a short <laughs> film, still yeah. a movie. And it's been um, an interesting road, a lot of work. Yeah. And there has been like so many hiccups. And I think I'm really happy about having started my official directorial journey Mm -hmm. yeah debut maybe yeah with a short film because it's really setting me up for how many things I'm gonna have to be on the ball about to fix when I'm done writing my feature film so that's really nice you know
1: and I think it's like it's it's kind of new territory for you you know you've you've directed a lot of things more like kind of segments and um different types of documentary series you've documented or you've directed things like that. But I think this is kind of a first, you know, narrative short film or just film in general. And it's been really cool. Like seeing you navigate that because you were, so nice. no, it has been though, you know, cause you, it just shows that if you don't know um, the details of something, you're going to find out with any t- any type of way possible. You know, you you've been doing so much research, you've been um also I think just finding your own director style, which is really cool to see because you're seeing, okay, this is how I'm going to go about this. I don't know how they typically go about this, but you know, when it comes to doing these script readings with the with the characters, I want to put myself in there and submerge myself into that script read as well. I don't know exactly how they do it, like within the industry, whatever, but I think that you're finding your own way of how to interact with your actors and actresses and how to, you know, go about these certain things, which has been really cool to see.
0: That's mm-hmm. a thank you so much. You're so mm-hmm. nice to me. I think that my whole vibe is like the home girl. You know what I mean? I'm like the homegirl. I got the homegirl vibe. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that makes people feel really comfortable with me. But I can also turn that shit off because I'm a professional at the end of the day. So like I always got that homegirl vibe where I'm joking around or I'm kikiing. it is what it is. But when it's time to go, I think that people can feel that my temperature changes and they understand that like this is homegirl Asia and she's really cute and fun. But when it's time for business, it's business time because I do take everything I do very seriously. And I've been fighting tooth and nail to make this film happen for the past year. Y'all, we've gone through Mm -hmm. so much. We had to crowdfund for our money, right? Which is we raising it from friends and family and outside networks and things like that because Mm -hmm. we don't have private investors, essentially. And the first time we did it, we were on one platform and I had fired some producers because...
1: (laughs) That's when business Asia came came to play. Because I
0: was trying to be nice. Trying to be nice.
1: It doesn't work though.
0: You know what I don't appreciate Mm -hmm. is when people want me to be nice, but they put me in a position to be mean. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me to be nice and put me in a position to be mean. Mm -hmm. Because I think that you and I go through that sometimes where you're like, I need patience and I need not even kindness because I'm generally kind, but like- I need patience and I need you to be sweet and I need you to do this. and I need understanding. And I'm like, well, if you needed all those things then why would you put me in a position to not be able to give you those things? Well, you set yourself up for failure because I'm the one that, you know what I mean? So, so, um, I think that I've figured out how to navigate that in Mm -hmm. my work life balance. Um, and the first set of producers that I had, it was just like, God damn, every 2 seconds it was my feelings are hurt and I don't feel like I'm a valued member of this project and I thought we were only going to hire all women and I thought we were going to be doing this and this and this and I wanted it to be this and I and I was like well I hear that and I was I was on my HR shit yeah. until I was like
1: on my HR not. <laughs> yeah
0: I was really on my HR mm-hmm. shit until I was not and I don't remember what the final straw we had an we had another producer come in who was a man Mhm And he's killing it. Shout out to should I say his name? I might as well, Ray.
1: Stand the man. Stand the man. Stand the man the man. So we had another
0: producer come in who knew my writer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he has more experience. He has more experience. He's a fucking great guy. Mm -hmm. And then um he was like, I'll also put some money up for the project. Yeah. And my other two female producers they were like we didn't want any male energy i said what in the-?
1: i know it's like come on this is like <laughs> like it's just that's not y'all's call that's to not realistic too it's like because in this industry you're gonna have to be able to work with everybody oh my god you know? for real you have to know that you have to know that you're gonna have to mm-hmm. work with males and you're gonna have to work with women you're gonna have to be around all these people so you can't bring that energy can't to a and, set. Yeah. and they were
0: like, we didn't want any male energy. And I just feel like we, we weren't consulted on this, um, on this decision. It's like, mm-hmm. are y'all bringing in a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Or have y'all raised any money for the project? Not to say that that makes your point invalid, but they weren't doing really any work yeah, and they didn't raise any money. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, he's going to do a lot of work and he's going to raise some money. So mm-hmm. this is a win, win for us. And, um, they said something so disrespectful to him in the meeting. They were like, we're uncomfortable with your presence in our meeting with him there. And I had to pull them aside. Ah, I lost it. No. And I, f- I couldn't fire the one because she ended up getting sick and she was in the hospital. I was like, well, I can't fire if she's in the I hospital. How are you supposed to yeah. fire somebody yeah. when they're sick? And she was can like, you- I have vertigo real bad and I can't stand. And I was like, yeah. damn, when's well, the right time to fire well this girl? Get well soon so yeah. I can fire you, yeah. <laughs> seriously i hope she's okay but like i really need to fire her and the other one i had removed her from everything and Mm. then i think that she put it together that i was gonna fire her because i didn't get to fire her in person which i really wanted to do because it's professional and it's the right thing to do but i never got the opportunity to fire her and then she blocked me on everything blocked my email which i didn't even know you could do did you know Mm. you could do that
1: I, you can block people's I mean, email address. that makes sense. It does yeah, make sense. I just sense. didn't know
0: that that was a thing. So she blocked my email Bitter. address, blocked mm-hmm. me, blocked me on Instagram, blocked my number, did the whole thing. And then we had already started our crowdfund. And on this platform, all you have to do is raise 80% to get any of the money. Whereas on Kickstarter, where we successfully raised our money,
1: mm-hmm.
0: excuse me, you have to raise 100%, which is a lot of stress. Yeah. So we were almost at 12K, which I think was 2K away from... 80%. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what our number was. I think it was 20K and 80% would have been 16 or something like that. So we had like a few weeks left and then all of a sudden our platform went down and we lost oh all $12,000 and had to start over again. Mm. We had a better game well, plan all the, the All the money time. got
1: sent back to the people that had donated yeah but we the ones raising the money lost Lost it It, and
0: that was just like so devastating and i've never i i cried to naya my best friend who's also Mm -hmm. my producer shout out to my girl um i've never never cried with her before and i was like i feel like this is my fault and i think partially it was because it just was at the end of the day it was my fault
1: Uh, i just feel like as the director of the project you have a you have an issue with putting way too much on your shoulders, you know, and, and you put everything, every wrongdoing on you, you know, and then when there's a win, it's like a group effort, you know, it's a group effort when it's a win, but when something wrong happens, it's somehow all on you. That's true. You know, you, you always put yourself through that and, uh, that's just not being fair to yourself, you know, because it's, especially in those specific situations, with production like it is a group effort there's so many moving parts to it so you can't put it all on you yeah you know and i know you're the director but um you know it's just you can't be so hard on yourself and i think that's that's how you are though you're like your toughest critic and that can be good in some Mm. you know for some things it can be good because you hold yourself to a high standard and uh you work really hard and you get things done but also you know it can be a detriment when you're so hard on yourself that you know you just kind of like it just takes over your entire it really does everything you know so it's Mm -hmm. it's just not it's not a good mindset but I think that um, I like that you know obviously you've been really busy with the uh, short film and everything and I have my own projects going on outside of this and everything but I think that we've done a good job at starting to balance things and I think that that is really just important is to when you and your partner especially when you work together if you guys have a lot on the plate you're making sure that you're consistently communicating about like okay what should i be doing and what should you be doing you know you guys have to communicate that balance and make sure that you're picking up slack for your partner and they're picking up slack for you when you need it you know So I think that we've been doing a good job at kind of picking up slack. And, um, you know, I feel that I've always had the issue of communication, but I think that I have been communicating a lot more with you, making sure you know that, like, these things are present on my mind. Yeah. And I'm communicating exactly what I'm going to be doing. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that that's really been – one of the biggest keys for where we're at right now mm-hmm. because we're doing amazing mm-hmm. and we're having a lot of sex, mm-hmm. which is also amazing. I mean, shout out Manscaped, shout out Manscaped, keeping that thing skate,
1: <laughs> keeping <him> that thing skate. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. I just feel like you've really been hearing me recently and adjusting and adapting to trying to figure out what my needs are in the moment because I do take on so much. And when I take on so much, it's really important for me to feel like I have the type of partner that's like, if she forgets about this, I already got it down or let me go ahead and do this. And even with our podcast, I've been so consumed by this movie, this, this film that I haven't been making clips and I haven't been doing this and I haven't been doing that. And you're like, let's make a clip. Let's go out and do this. Mm -hmm. And that has been so helpful to me because it just feels like a one less weight that I have on my back. And it's such a relief to know that your partner has your back in that way Mm. to where they can pick up your slack. And I think that that was my concern with us in the beginning and up until recently, you know, is like Mm. if I broke a leg, what happens? You know, am I going to have to hobble around and figure it out? Or are you going to be able to like go get me crutches and fix my bandage and Mm -hmm. go to the store and get some stuff you need for yourself? And so I just really, not that you're not an autonomous person, right? But it has felt like a whole new level of commitment in our relationship. And partnership has also, for me, been elevated on a receiving end. So I really hope that you also feel like partnership. Has been elevated for you on your receiving end, mm-hmm. but I also know I've been very consumed with my work recently. So I don't know. I don't know. Like
1: I think I think it's also a thing of um, like as long as you are trying to adapt to your partner's needs and adapt to what your um, significant other needs in a partner that's like the most important thing too because not everybody is just going to know exactly what their partner needs right away. Um, and it might take time, might take a lot of time for you to adjust, but as long as you continue to push towards that adjustment and making sure that you are knowing of your partner's needs Mm -hmm. and what they need from a partner, as long as you're putting in the work and you're making sure that you're like, okay, you know what? Um, I think I, I am lacking in this. So I need to kind of hone in on that and make sure that I'm the best, my best self for you, mm-hmm. you know, and I can be the best partner for you in this way. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's something I've always had is like, even when we have issues um, and we're not on the same page and you don't feel like you're getting that from me, I make sure to work towards that and kind of focus in on specific things to make sure that I am becoming that for you, you know, and, um, and just putting in the effort, you know, and I think that you've always seen that in me. You've always seen that I put in that effort and I put in that work towards it. So even if I'm still lacking in some, some areas, I still have that trust from you of like, you know what? I think like he's going to continue to work on himself and he's going to continue to work to be, the partner that I need, mm-hmm. you know, and it's nothing, it's not like you're asking of anything too crazy, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's something that I feel like I can adjust to. um, And it's something I want to adjust to, you know, because I think that some, sometimes, you know, people just start on different pages and you have to do your best to get on the same page as your partner, mm-hmm. but know that it's okay to not be on the same page as your partner in the beginning, because... That's what communication's about. That's what figuring these things out is about in a relationship. And it's important to get to that place. Yeah. And the process is important
0: too. Okay. You tell them, speak on Mm -hmm. it, preach.
1: That's a clip.
0: That's a clip for sure. (laughs) I was like
1: clip, 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 clip. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, come (laughs) on, come on.
0: No, but um, I think that that's really important. And also, I think in modern dating, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever. I think in modern dating, a lot of people are so afraid of wasting their time and I think that we're constantly, yep. everybody's racing against a clock. Yeah. So to your point where you're like, you know, it's okay to not always be on the same page with your partner when you start out. I think that everybody feels like they should be in a certain place in their lives right wow. now. that's so
1: true. Yeah. That they
0: don't feel like they can get with a partner who's not right now on that same page. Yeah. And I think about that a lot in our relationship or in the comments that we get where people are like, she waited six years to leave that guy or even on the mm. Nick post where it's like, she left you after eight years because you didn't get married. Not everybody's marriage timeline is the same. Yeah. I'm so happy we did not get married in year two, year three, up to year seven. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that we are still dating in our seven years because I think that when you get married or you get engaged, there there's that new additional pressure. At least I know that I'm the type of person that would be like, we're engaged. What does that mean now? Yeah. You know, I don't want to be dating with a new title, I want to be engaged. And to me, that means these three, these 18 things. Or
1: yeah. well, we're not engaged yeah. anymore,
0: we're married. And to me, marriage means this 20 things. And leveling up at these different cycles of mm-hmm. our lives. But I think what people should also try to figure out is your partner doesn't have to have all the answers right now. Yeah. And if you really see the potential in that person, then it's fine to continue to commit to them until you guys figure it out or until you feel like there's a brick wall and that'll never work because I cannot tell you how many times with you where I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm Mm -hmm. done. You know, I can't do this anymore. He's never going to hear me, blah, 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 blah. And I've wanted to break up with you like 80 million times. Yeah. But I am so happy that we're together. And like you bring me so much joy in my life. And even when I say like 80 million, obviously it's a gross, you know, over-exaggeration. Yeah, it's it's just...
1: that's kind of when we get into these big arguments right. and these big blow ups, you know, you definitely get to a point where it's like, I'm done. I'm done. Or I can't see myself continuing this, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think like if you give it time and you give it work and you put that work in, it's it, it ends up being worth it, you know.
0: I think so. Because at yeah. the end of the day, like I really just can't. I can't imagine my life without you. It's mm-hmm. just weird, you know. Yeah. And I'm so
1: glad that we like got together when we got together and stuff because just oh, man, the dating pool now. This this age of dating just seems crazy right now because I feel like I feel like men and women are like so far on different pages right now. You know what I mean? Like just seeing it on social media and seeing like everything that's going on. And Mm -hmm. it just seems like everybody is on obviously or honestly, everybody's on different pages. But men and women, when it comes to dating, I feel like are on very opposite pages as well.
0: I think that that does have to do with like the social media age and like the whole you know FOMO thing. So I think that there's men who have a fear of missing out on like a submissive woman or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell that even means. And then I think that there's women who are missing out on like the idea of a man that's a relationship goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're constantly comparing everybody to unrealistic standards, which is why I think what we talk about in our podcast is so important because we, want to demystify the idea that a happy relationship goal type relationship is easy this shit has been fucking hard and like what we're just saying right now
1: too of like you know it's okay to start on different pages you know it's okay Mm -hmm. to be like she's over here you're over here you guys just need to if you want to put in the work which i think like you were saying too that people are so like just antsy now about it that they just want to get right to it and they're like, I want you to be perfect now. You know, like Mm. that's just not the case. And there's so many different dynamics now too. Like even between men and women, like obviously like the dating situation is so much different now than it was like back in the day, like when our parents were dating. Do you think
0: that's a positive or a negative?
1: I think I don't think it's a positive or a negative. I think it's just something that people need to adjust to Mm. because even with the submissive women shit, all that, like women are not the same that they were 30 years ago. uh, More women are graduating from college now than men. Like more women are getting these high profile jobs now. So now we need to like adjust to that instead of being like, instead of shaming these women, you know, and telling them that they're like masculine women or they're whatever. No, we need to adjust because you, a guy, all the only thing a guy needed to bring to the table back in the day was an income was a job. Now the women have the jobs and they're like, okay, you have a job. So what, like, what else are you going to bring to the table? You need to bring more now, you know, and guys are just in this like, wait, what? Like, no, like you're a modern woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, cause it's the modern day. So we need to, you need to figure out how to adjust, you know, you need to like obviously bring in an income, but obviously like be a, emotional, be there emotionally. You have to make sure that you're also picking up around the house and cleaning the house and doing these things as well. Like you need to make sure that you're giving more than just this thing that was the standard 50 years ago, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Period. That's my man, (laughs) y'all. Look at me. I took that
1: that take from somebody else on the internet, but it's a good take and it makes sense. (laughs) It made sense to me. I mean, it's basically that, but it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like this modern day, this modern like era of dating. Like, I think that I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. You just need to adjust to it because there's lots of new things, you know, Mm -hmm. even with the men, like... I don't know the the dudes are pretty wild out here. Get so into the men. I'm trying to get into. I, I'm trying. Give the my ladies best. some
0: advice on how to turn a bro into a housewife, respectfully.
1: Obviously, like I think it's it it comes down to respecting one another and respecting one another's um, uh, respecting one another's like. individuality individuality and individual and their just opinions on each other you know it's you have to it comes down to respecting one another you know and like that same situation of like knowing like you guys might not start on the same page but if you put in the work and you put in the communication like that will grow over time And to not rush it, you know, you can't like rush these things. I feel like if Mm -hmm. you want to find your person, that's going to be your forever person forever. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. You guys have time. Obviously like you need to make sure that that partner is gradually growing, but,
0: well, the partner needs to make sure that the partner is growing.
1: Like, you guys need to make sure each other are growing, obviously. Yeah, okay. And if one person is not putting in any work, then obviously leave them. You know what right. I mean? But I'm saying, like, as long as there's potential there and they're putting in the necessary work, um, then, you know, I, I think that it's important to make sure that you're not rushing anything and you're not going to end something that could be. You know, a forever situation, or it could be like your forever person,
0: yeah, I think that when it comes to dating these days, honestly, I don't know what I'd be doing out here in these streets, man, man, I don't know no nope, people don't check for me unless I'm with you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Nobody in l a is checking for me like that. We've already talked about what it's like dating in l a and if you're from l a and you look like me, you know why it's hard to date in l a but mm. anyway yeah. um. I just like I wouldn't know. I, I if we broke up, in my mind I like to think, oh yeah, it'd be so easy for me to go get with another person. Even though that I wouldn't really do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What game do I got now? I ain't got no game. Yeah, I got Damn. zero game. Me
1: too. I'm, I'm <laughs> gameless now. I am out of it. I no, am actually, out the game.
0: I think if we broke up, mm-hmm. you your game would be top tier because you'd be like, I just got out of a relationship. I know what women like.
1: That's true. That is true. But I'm also just. Mm. When it comes, <laughs> well, I think I do in the fact, I know what a girlfriend want, likes. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a difference there. There's a difference between knowing what a girlfriend likes and new, knowing what like a single woman likes. Oh, I think it's different. Yeah. You know? And I'm ne- I'm, I've am I'm i never been like the one night stand type of guy. I'm the like I've guy. never had
0: a one night stand. Me neither. Everybody talks about them like they're cool. Should we go break up and have one? Come back?
1: I don't think they're cool. Especially nowadays, like just seems risky as hell. We should
0: go someplace and you act like you don't know me.
1: Well, we can do that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Yeah, we do shit like that all the time. But it's, yeah, I mean, like the one night stand, it's never been my vibe. I've never been that guy either. Like I'm not the guy that like a girl just walks up to and, and like that immediate like attraction is there. Mm. I feel like I'm the guy you need to kind of talk to for a while, go on a couple dates with and then it's like, oh, this guy's really cool. That's you know very I mean?
0: realistic. Yeah. I'm the type of girl where it's like it depends on where I'm at, right? If I'm in Atlanta, somebody's like, "Yo, I'd love to have a one-night stand with you." Mm-hmm. And then they get home and they find out I'm crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yours is the opposite <laughs> is my <laughs> Yeah, <that's> yeah. My... <laughs> I seem
0: so cool and then I have like one bad day and they're like, "What the hell is Whoa. this?" <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but um I think that a lot of people get stuck in the People don't think like this anymore. Even with our parents. Shout out to the parents yeah. that did 5 mil on Instagram, you know, yeah, uh, shout out. talking about what makes their 40-year relationship work. People get so caught up in, oh, women don't think like this anymore. Men don't think like this anymore. And if we do want to blame women, sure. But that's really because... Women can, like what you're saying, get jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, my grandparents, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because your grandma was trapped because like she women, couldn't get women, a job.
1: Women have higher standards now and men mm-hmm. can't like, they don't understand that because mm-hmm. they're just like, wait, what? Like you, you.
0: Why don't you want what you wanted in the 20s? Well, because y- yeah. I have more options.
1: Yeah. Like women, women just have more options than men. That's mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like they do, but then they don't because like the men that they're trying to choose from, you know, are just typically probably not to their standards. You know what I mean? Like it's like yes, they have probably more men coming up to them and like asking them out or doing things like that, but I feel like there's such a like bigger there's just a a bigger portion of less quality dudes out there. I
0: would agree with that. You
1: know what I mean? So it's like hard for these women to actually find men yeah like you could say like oh it's so much easier for women to get men but it's like but w- they don't want those men you know like a lot of those men they probably don't want
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and it, well it's yeah.
0: it's i think that women are allowed to be um, more selective mm-hmm. because they do have higher standards and oftentimes like if a guy really really likes you he will grow to whatever your standards are mm-hmm. if he has that capability mm, I think that I think that women can be more selective with who they choose especially depending on like the type of woman that they are um, but like again not everybody has the same dating pool and I think this whole concept of everybody wants somebody high value making over a hundred thousand dollars a year like a lot of that is unrealistic for most people you know yeah definitely. and I think that there there's a fear within women to fall in love with a guy that has potential mm-hmm. because it might not always be worth the time that you've put into him. Yeah. And, um, you know, like it, it, it just, it, dating is scary. Yeah. And there's a lot of women out there that are like, Oh, I'm down for my man and I'll do this. And if he goes to jail, I'll hold him down and I'll make him a sandwich. If he wants me to wake up at three in the morning and blah, 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 blah. blah. But then like, what is, what does that guarantee at the end of the there, day there
1: has to be a balance of that too it's like you have to be able to wake up at 3am and make your girl a sandwich you know what i mean oh like my God, it's yeah. just like there has to be a balance now because like you say like even the thing about like um you know these women looking for these guys who are making a hundred thousand dollars or more is unrealistic but it's like
0: for some women
1: for some women for, yeah for a lot but of like people the, like the way that things are going like a majority of women now are in these high ranked that's true. You know, jobs. So it's like, is it unrealistic for them to look for that? Because it's like, mm. you know, like they, they are becoming the majority of these like breadwinners.
0: Well, I'm not saying it's unrealistic for women yeah. to look for men who are making over $100,000. Definitely. I think that everybody has a concept of mm-hmm. I need to make over $100,000 or he needs to make over $100,000 or I won't date him or vibe, I won't date the her. the vibe
1: is kind of like these women need to kind of like hold back and step it down a little bit i don't but feel it's that like, way i know well that that's the vibe like with men but then oh. it's like i feel like almost i feel like like the guys should be like you know what i need to step up because like in general like you know as a population like women are fucking stepping it up
0: mm-hmm. you know so
1: like men need to step it up too we can't just sit here and complain about all these like successful women we need to be like okay let me like focus and like let me step it up too. You know, that's how I feel in our relationship too, because like you're so successful and you work so hard that I'm just like, damn, I need to step it up,
0: Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And I know I ask for patience and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like I do have this kind of like fire burning under me of like, I need to, I need to get it. Like I need to step up. I need to work hard, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think a lot of men are finding, finding that same, they're finding that like work ethic, but they're finding it in like false idols. Like they're finding it on like these, like in these like red pill spaces and stuff from these other men. But it's like, why are you listening to a man about what women want? Mm -hmm. You should be like listening to a woman about what they want or listen to the people. yeah, (laughs) Pearl and listen and don't, and listen to like even the men who are like cautious about this shit and are like, You know, not all women are this way. Not all, like, men are that way. But, like, we need to realistically look at this because, like, you know, you don't want to, like, fall into, like, these false idols and they're trying to sell you on something. And then you you take the pill that they're giving you and you're just, like, so far, so much further removed, you know. And now you view all women in this way and you've just gone down this rabbit hole and and you're lost, you know. You need to you need to obviously like success and like improving yourself in many different ways is very important, but I think it does matter on like who the teacher is, you know, like it does, it really sure. It really depends on like who the teacher is and what exactly you're learning. Like what's the curriculum, you know? Mm -hmm. So
0: I totally agree. And I think that like, that's just a really interesting point. I think that in this social media age, everybody wants to tune in with somebody that makes them feel less alone or less isolated and sometimes the person you pick to bring you through that isolation is not the best choice yeah case in point you know the Andrew Tate thing or you know the false idol situation but um you know do you do you wanna I think that maybe now it's time to get into a listener letter yeah I think it's about that time let's see let's see let's see Okay.
1: So, again, I have not seen any of these listening oh, letters. Oh, right. Yeah. Read any of them. It's just a me thing. Asia's going through them. Um, she's going to read it and we're going to react, try to give them advice or whatever they are asking for.
0: And I think that this one is very interesting because it talks about, uh, it goes back into our conversation previously about relationships okay. and cultivating relationships and why women stick around, you know, cool. because they might not have had the options to leave back in the day. So, I thought Got that it. this one was... And I I picked it before we chose what we were going to talk about today. So I'm really excited. Nice. Well, I'm not excited because it's sad. Oh, okay. But sad. it's interesting because it loops okay. back in. Okay. So we have a submission. They would like to remain anonymous and they need some advice. And the story is, my husband and I of one year are separated. I left our home after an argument that got really heated where he said he was done. He came. I came back a few days after not hearing from him all weekend, but... He watched my Instagram story. The day I came back was actually my birthday. He didn't call, but he texted me. I asked him if I could come home, and he said he doesn't think that that's a good idea. Hmm. To their house. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't think that it's a good idea right now because he's studying for a test he takes in two and a half weeks, and he just wants to focus on that. I asked after he takes his test, can I come home? He said, we'll see.
1: Jeez. Oh, man. I know
0: you can't read his mind any more than I can, but it does seem like this separation might lead to a divorce. Is there any way at this point that I can fight for this marriage? As a caveat, we are both Christian. As a caveat, we are both Christian and have previously stated we don't believe in divorce. He has thrown divorce around since six months into our marriage. He knows I will never file for divorce because I believe in the vows we took. And as a Christian, I only believe in divorcing under certain circumstances. So he knows when it comes to divorce, he holds all the power.
1: Whoa. Okay. That does not. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. How much more could there
0: possibly be? I know, yeah.
1: You look very... I'm pissed. You look pissed. You want to go first? Go ahead.
0: Okay, Anonymous. Get them. You said here, um, you only believe in divorcing under certain certain circumstances. This would be that circumstance yeah. for What me. are the,
1: I want to know the circumstances. Oh, yeah. What
0: are your specific circumstances? Yeah. Because if Probably a man... Probably
1: cheating, like infidelity, right? And Christian yeah. stuff. What's...
0: Well, there's what all kinds is, of like sins, yeah. sins Christian, yeah. Christian wise. Yeah, I used to be a Christian, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know,
1: way back in the day.
0: I'm not really religious now, yeah. more spiritual or whatever the vibe is, mm-hmm. but um, I totally understand like Christian beliefs and so only divorcing under certain circumstances but he's able to toss the word divorce around. He is doing that because he knows that it's a power move against mm-hmm. you and he's using that to get her to acquiesce to whatever it is he wants. Yeah. It could be I'm studying for this test don't come home because I'm mad at you. If you come home I'll divorce you.
1: On her birthday? On her birthday. He said, she didn't, she said he didn't
0: even call her to, he just sent her a text and was like don't come home basically.
1: Yeah. That's just being so, like, petty. Too. Petty it's, it's is like, not even the word. You, That's I know, evil. That is manipulative. It's very like manipulative. Like, after six
0: months of getting married to somebody, mm-hmm. in your sixth month, you're like, divorce, 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 and you're mm-hmm. carrying it around like a carrot on a stick. Yeah. For somebody that you know does not believe in divorce, that is torment that is like that's literally her living in torment every single day because she is probably walking on eggshells not knowing what's going to trigger him to use the divorce word Mm. or to throw that in her face and it's just like a lot of people are really beholden by their beliefs and so to leverage her belief in christianity and to use her religious belief belief, well it clearly isn't his belief but
1: i mean he probably is using it in certain ways
0: Yeah, yeah, but to leverage her beliefs against her in a way, I know what you're saying, in in such a way is so incredibly manipulative. manipulative, And he's probably a narcissist and he really sounds like a dangerous person. For a man to tell you not to come back to a home that you live in Mm. is wild.
1: And you're married. Like, it's like, at this point, at this point of marriage, you guys should be able to know how to communicate through arguments. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. If you're getting married and you guys can't communicate on that level yet, yeah, what is the point of getting married? Like, what happens when this happens? Like, mm-hmm. when you're trying, when you're trying to physically come back home right. and communicate with them, and it's your birthday, right. and they're saying, "No, I don't want to communicate right now. I don't care. It's your birthday. Mm-hmm. I have other things going on." That's a, such a selfish thing, mm-hmm. too. Like he's like. He's saying like, oh, well, I have this going on. So your birthday isn't important right now.
0: But asking for permission to come back home to mm-hmm. a place that and you live is wild. Well, I'm guessing, well, I'm guessing that
1: it's probably technically his home, right? He probably, when you get married to somebody, it's your it home. Or some, I know, yeah. But, but like the
0: type of person this personality is, he probably He was wants like, to
1: hold everything. He
0: wants to have all yeah, the keys.
1: He wants to be able to pull the rug out from under her.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's probably his home. Mm -hmm. you know he probably bought it and was like move in with me I'll take care of you under the guise of I can't wait to abuse you Mm -hmm. you know and I just think it's an abuse of power to move somebody in with you and then throw it in their face that the house is not theirs I'm not gonna lie in my last relationship I was very guilty of that Mm -hmm. I was not a good person in my last relationship at all right and so I I just feel like when I think about some of the things that I used to say, it makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And so to see other people, I mean, I, I well, this is a this. married, couple. this is a married couple. They're That's probably
1: true. older. Like who knows what, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what It doesn't say what are. their
0: ages are, but they it's might just, be
1: younger because they're religious, but
0: what religion has nothing to do with age.
1: Religious people get married younger. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought you yeah. meant
0: like they're probably younger because they're still religious.
1: No, <laughs> no, they haven't smartened up. Grant! No, I'm just kidding I'm just
0: kidding. He don't mean that y'all I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just kidding. But that seems like a very manipulative situation because she wants
0: to know if there's any way if if there's any way at this point, can she still fight for this marriage?
1: I think he needs to start fighting for it.
0: And it's, not fight against her. It
1: sounds like he's, yeah, he's, it sounds like he's fighting against fighting for it. Like he doesn't seem like he is putting in the effort to try to get you guys to the same place because you're trying, you're the one reaching out to him, trying to communicate things on your birthday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she said that he texted her or whatever, but He should have been very open to you coming home.
0: He should have wanted you to come home. He should have been
1: like, yes, please come home. Let's communicate. Let's talk about this and get her some damn flowers or something for her birthday. Right. Like, what is that? I
0: think that's the reason so many women are scared of getting married because of stuff like this.
1: Yeah. I know that you're not that kind of guy. I've
0: also had a lot of fear of getting married because I'm like, what if he switches up? Yeah.
1: But I would like to know more about their foundation, like where they met, when they met. How long did they date before they got married? Because Mm -hmm. this is not showing any type of solid foundation. This is showing they met maybe like two years before actually marrying each other.
0: Grant has very strong opinions on people who get married within the first two years.
1: Well, I'm just saying like, I think that it needs more foundation before you get married and you get locked in with somebody. And now, now she's thinking like, Oh, but it's not the Christian way to like get divorced. Cause now you have that on you as well. Now you yeah. have that daunting over, you know, like over you
0: as, sorry, go ahead, baby.
1: Um, no, but I'm just saying like, that's why it's important to have that foundation before marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so important to like, know the person, I need to know the ins and outs. you have to know every little thing about this yeah. person that you're about to sign this paper with and be legally bound to like, mm-hmm. you need to know.
0: I totally agree. I think that as a person that grew up with Christianity, this is not Christian behavior that he's displaying. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. He says he, he she knows that he knows that she'll never file for divorce. So he's using that against her and that he doesn't think it's a good idea right now for her to come home. Then when is a good idea? Yeah. Is he going to need time to decompress after this test he's taking? And what with is a what good else idea? does he
1: think that he can get away with because of her views? Like, what does he think he can get that's away with? True. Because like she's not going to leave. She's she believes that, you know, this is a sin to divorce. So like she'll withstand probably whatever I put in her way and she will not go anywhere. I mean, her trying to come home on her birthday and you not letting her. That's crazy. That's, literally like, that's, insane. A, that's a bit. That's like a high level of um you know that's that's that right there just says enough that's Ugh. divorce that's that's divorce worthy right that's there, divorce you know worthy I mean?
0: and for me like does she said does it seem like separation might lead to divorce i personally we're not relationship therapists mm. but i wish a man would tell me <laughs> yeah. I could not come back to the place I laid my head. Mm-hmm. It would be over for him.
1: Luckily, she has somewhere to go. Like, obviously, oh she, God, obviously, <laughs> obviously she's like at her. Where did she say? Did she she say? didn't say. I hope yeah, she has, to go. Like, has a friend's place or like her parents, whatever. But it's like, luckily, she's not
0: right. If you across didn't cross the whatever. country
1: from her friends and family and dealing with something like this
0: right because we don't we i mean we don't know where she is she didn't say where she went yeah but to put her out of the house and if she had no other options and then it's just like well i don't give a fuck where you mm-hmm. go that is absolutely circumstance for divorce that's cause yeah. for divorce right there yeah you know and then i i don't know and if that's you just have another children,
1: another level of manipulation there
0: right and yeah. if you have children or you don't have children yet Imagine like when this guy has his fuse blown, then what you and your kids have to go or who gets to stay? Your mom has to leave, but you guys can stay. Mm -hmm. How alienating and devastating that would be. And that would like, have a long term effect. This is not
1: showing a good scope for the future. This is not
0: at all. You guys
1: need to definitely communicate this and work this out before, hopefully before you guys have children, you know, at least like this, because this is something that you guys should have worked out before Mm -hmm. marriage.
0: I think that also if there was more context, right, because my husband and I are separated right now. I wonder how long they've been separated. It doesn't say actually two and a half weeks that he's taking this test, but it doesn't say how long she's not been in the house. But basically she came back after a few days and he didn't call. He didn't text her. Mm-hmm. And what I just think is kind of crazy is like if something had happened, they said they got into a heated argument, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what that argument was.
1: Yeah. We don't so know it what could it was have for. been
0: cause for, I need some space. Yeah. But you should never tell somebody that lives there that they cannot come home. Yeah. It does make sense though, to like want space from somebody, but the other context information here where he's like, I've been throwing around the word divorce for the last six months and he knows that she won't divorce him because they're Christian. Mm -hmm. That tells you pretty much all you need to know about the guy or the situation because at that point, it's not really a, I need more information about the story. It's, this is this guy.
1: And if they want to work through something like this, they need to communicate their roles and arguments because- Mm. It seems like she is the one who's going to extend the olive branch, but he needs to learn how to receive that and get on board, you know, like he needs to be able to be like, okay, it's been enough time. It's been like a whole night or a day, whatever. She should not be away from you for days at a time. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's going to help nothing. That's going to just sweep everything under the rug. You guys will forget about it and it'll just like continue to build and fester and fester. So you need to that guy needs to become a better receiver because it seems like she's the one who extends the olive branch. So he needs to be able to receive that process it and say, you know what? I'm ready. Let's communicate. Right. That needs to happen. If he's not willing to do that and he's willing to and he's just going to continue to push you off because of a test or whatever it is, that's he's not learning and he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about the relationship. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the marriage, you know, especially if he's throwing around the word divorce. He does not care. Mm. So that's enough for you to get a divorce. If they're not showing the effort or they're not putting it in. That's that's more than enough.
0: 6 months into getting married and you're already throwing around the word divorce. 6 months mm-hmm. after what's supposed to be one of the best days of your life and you're walking yeah. on eggshells.
1: Yeah. That sounds terrible. like this relationship had had little to no foundation and you need to get to know your partner before you take a big leap like that, mm-hmm. you know. Like that's with us like I feel like we're like almost overly Like uh
0: We could have probably gotten married.
1: Yeah, we probably we definitely could have gotten married at this point because we but but we wanted to make sure that we were prepared for that and we knew the Mm -hmm. ins and outs of one each of one another. We had a established partnership first. Like Mm -hmm. we wanna establish that partnership, establish like you know, our roles within that partnership, and now we're ready to take that step.
0: But I do wanna say that we have the privilege of dating for seven years because we're young. You know, we got together when we were young. Mm-hmm. So it's like That's true. getting together younger, you have time to just casually, not casually but cause we're super like, serious, but, but to date somebody for seven years who, versus if we were 32 and started yeah. dating, I don't think we'd be dating for seven years. If we were 32 yeah. when we met, we'd yeah. probably be getting married in two, th- two to three years.
1: But who's putting these age limits on when people should get married?
0: It's just what people's traditional values tend to shake out as. Yeah. You know like
1: but are you going to put traditional values over the person that you're sp- like over the relationship that's supposed to be for the rest of your life?
0: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just mm-hmm. saying you're like we vetted ourselves over and over and over and over. Yeah. Some people don't really have like we what we spoke about earlier in mm-hmm. the episode about how people constantly feel like they're racing against time. Yeah. Some people at 32, they're not going to want to date for seven years. That's true. They, like some people's biggest dream is to get married. It's mm-hmm. not our biggest dream to get fucking married. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's but, fine but for I people think that the people who do but want that, that.
1: But that is like how this type of situation happens. You know not what I
0: mean? Not all the time, baby. Not
1: all the time, but I feel like a lot of the time it's going to happen that way. If you're trying to rush the process, you're trying yeah. to rush that 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 building stage of a relationship, you're going to skip some steps. You know what I mean? You're going to skip some steps and you're not going to notice certain things about that other person's character. Mm -hmm. It just, it takes time to really dive into that and to like communicate that, you know, and to be on that same page. Like that shit takes fucking time.
0: Yeah, that's true. So
1: it's, it's just, it's, it can be dangerous to just jump into that. You Mm -hmm. know, it really can. But, um,
0: at the end of the day, yeah, Our advice on this specific
1: topic topic submission is. I would maybe like. I'd never come home again. Yeah. (laughs) But I would also take another look at what your um, reasons of divorce may be and maybe like analyze that a little bit. Yeah, that's
0: true. mm -hmm. Because it has to be bigger than this. You know, if somebody that's doing this to you, they also don't care about your safety, your well-being. They're probably not doing little things for you around the house. Or they are so that they can say that they're doing those things things to use those things Mm -hmm. in their favor when it's time. So I'm saying like the little things like... I buy you flowers. I buy you dinner. I do the He could be doing those little things mm-hmm. to leverage that again later as I'm a good Christian man. I take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, yeah, but you also make me feel like shit. You don't make me feel beautiful. How could you possibly feel beautiful when somebody's telling you to get the fuck out of their house? Yeah. So, I don't I
1: And you're not you're not good at receiving when we argue and get into those blow-ups like I try to come to you and communicate and you just shut me out. Like that is that that is such an important part of arguing, like arguing, like healthy arguments,
0: fighting fair, fighting fair. We talked about this Mm. in one of our previous podcast episodes,
1: you know, fighting fair and arguing in a healthy way is very important. Yeah. And if, if that person's not going to be receptive, then how are you going to get through things? How are you going Mm -hmm. to communicate through things? It's just, it doesn't work that way. So I would definitely reevaluate your relationship and, um, make sure that, you Before know, you take any additional
0: large life steps, such as having children, if you haven't already, especially having children, really like, think about if this is yeah. the type of person that you could be with forever. Like six months in, a year into your your marriage, and he's threatening to kick you out of the house. What about in forty years? Mm-hmm. What about in thirty years? Nobody deserves to live like that. So, Grant has given some very solid, level-headed advice. My advice is that man would never see me again. Mm-hmm. He would never see me again. <laughs> Leave his
1: ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want to work it out, like you're, you're going to have to, he's going to have to step up and be can you okay. work it out
0: with somebody who kicks you out of the home.
1: I mean, if he's willing, if he's willing to go to counseling or okay. whatever it may take for them to get to a point where they can actually have healthy arguments, you know, and not this situation where it's like, oh no, I don't want to see you right now. So go, you know what I mean? Like you guys have to get past that. Right. Especially if you're going to have a kid and you're going to continue to do these huge like life things, you know what I mean? Like you have to make sure that you guys are on the same page. So that's, that's what I would say. It's like, kind of goes back to what we were saying. You guys seem very far on different pages right Mm -hmm. now and you guys need to get back to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that would be our advice for this situation. Maintain your own personal health and please remain safe because this sounds like it could escalate into a volatile situation, which could be dangerous. Or you could just
1: be manipulated in a way that is not healthy. Right. Yeah.
0: So I think that that's all we, that's all we got for that one. But thank you so much for joining us Mm -hmm. on this episode of hanging out forever. My name is Asia. This is Grant. Thanks for following us on our podcasting journey. Make sure to follow us at
1: hanging out forever. Um, hanging out forever on Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, please. Hit that, f- hit that subscribe button. Smash it, like the, like the video. We know Do y'all like us. That. Do all of that, but yeah.
0: So that wraps it up. Join mm. us for another episode in the future. We're out here. Yep. Peace. Cool. Look at this freaking! Oh my gosh.